0: The Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is
1: The Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: Hey there, we're back. Another week gone by. Another uh, week of movie talk right now. I'm Austin. He's Johnny. Hi, Johnny. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm great. I'm so excited. We got to get moving because we got a busy show coming up.
1: We do. And I have a fun third segment coming up.
0: I'm really nervous about segment three. It's okay. I'm also really nervous about segment two, but in a better, more wholesome way. Yeah,
1: you're a little frightened of segment three, I know, but uh, I think there'll be some surprising stuff in there.
0: So segment three from the archives, buckle up. We'll see what Johnny's got in store for us. Segment two... A great person, a great interview. Michael McLean will join us on the phone to talk about his new venture of The Forgotten Carols coming to the big screen. Mm. But right now, let's start uh, out with some movie news, rumors, poll questions, new movies hitting the theaters, Johnny. Yeah. Last week, you
1: had the Sunday night DVD showdown poll question. Yeah, and you told me I was banned from that, so you taking it back over now? Is that the... Just every other week. Okay, but so I'm I'm just fired this
0: week. Just you were just fired this week. Okay, so it's it's back on you this coming weekend. Gotcha. But I went. You you had one that came right down to fifty fifty tie, and you had to break the tie. It did. I was shocked. And I tried my darndest to do something similar. Yeah. How'd you do? I went with a couple of classic Hitchcocks that are right at the top of my list of Ooh. movies. Ooh. 1954's Rear Window. Okay. Versus 1959's North by Northwest. Wow. 72 votes. And it was close, but it wasn't a 50-50 tie. Rear Window takes it by 53% to 47% for North by Northwest.
1: That's very close. And the
0: reason I chose those movies is there's a bit of a... There's obviously a thriller to them, but there's also a a theme of spying in those movies. Oh, absolutely. And our poll question this week on Twitter for you to play along is at Austin Horton at Johnny Lightfoot name us your top three spy movies of all time and the reason Mm. for that Johnny is we've got a movie coming out this week that our guy Johnny or excuse me uh, Larry Tassoni says it's right up my alley and it's my kind of movie I saw this yeah and as I read this description he's absolutely dead right this is my movie It's called A Call to Spy. It's rated PG-13. It's actually Larry's Pick of the Week. Based on a true story of an American woman recruited by the British as a spy in France against the Nazis, her efforts are integral in undermining German forces and leading resistance forces, despite being hampered by the loss of a leg. This is, of course, a World War II true story set to film. This is my movie, and it's getting rave, rave reviews. I believe it. That opens this week in Megaplex theaters, A Call to Spy. So, again, if you want to get on the poll question of the week, your top three spy movies, we'll come back to that in a moment. Do you
1: want to go down the rest of the list here?
0: uh, What else is opening this week?
1: So, also coming out this week at the Megaplex is called Save Yourselfs. It's rated R. It's a comedy sci-fi. Again, more of the blending genres. But uh, it's a young Brooklyn couple, heads to an upstate cabin to unplug from their phones and reconnect with each other. Blissfully unaware of their surroundings, they are they are let to left. Hey, what does that say? They are left. left sorry. Uh, left, they are yeah. left to their own devices as a planet falls under attack. Okay. This is your movie.
0: This is my movie. <laughs> a sci-fi comedy about yes. aliens attacking. I love it. All right, so that's opening in megaplex theaters. So there's something for me, there's something for you. I know. Next is The Call. I don't think this is your type of movie. It's not. It's a horror. Horror. Rated R. In the fall of 1987, a group of small town friends must survive the night in the home of a sinister couple after a tragic accident brings them to the couple's
1: door. Hard pass. This, uh, this sounds interesting. I mean, it's kind of the, the plot for most movies. Oh, we something happened. We got to go to Stranger's house. They let us in, and they happen to be <laughs> deranged, right? Never seen this before. No, never well, seen this.
0: the rest of these, Johnny, they have a theme. I see this. And that's because we've started October. Ooh. So
1: you go ahead and tell us about Death of Me. Now, this one I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in because it shares uh, some stars that I like. This was called Death of of me, rated R, obviously a horror movie, <laughs> starring Maggie Q and Luke Hemsworth. I know you've got a crush on Luke. No, it's his older brother. Oh, Chris is yeah, yours? Chris. Okay, Thor. I'll, you. I'll take Luke then. A vacationing couple must discover the mystery behind a strange video that shows one of them killing the other.
0: Wait, what? Huh? Yeah. A vac- okay, read it again. A
1: vacationing couple. Okay, so a couple's on vacation. Must discover the mystery. There's They don't know what happened. Behind a strange video. Okay. That shows one of them killing the other. How did they kill the other
0: if they're both
1: there on vacation? I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. You got to see the movie. Actually, I might. That may kinda, have hooked me. Sounds kind of interesting, right? Yeah.
0: All right. So there's a horror. Yeah. Another horror sci-fi thriller stars Jennifer Jason Lee, Sean Bean. It's called Possessor. Possessor follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology. <laughs> it's called to inhabit other people's bodies Ultimately driving them to commit assassinations For high-paying clients I don't know Seems like it's
1: been done Seems like a, a, a reheat But it seems like a good red box Well, you know, it's tis the season for killing people on movies <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad you added on movies at the end there Yeah, huh? you know, I had to
1: <laughs> I had to there But, you know, that, that's this is what you expect They're horror movies and they're fun and Tell us the last uh, new horror movie coming to Megaplex this week Tar. Tar. Rated R. Okay. (laughs) Obviously a horror movie. In the murky depths of the Los Angeles world famous La Brea Tar Pits, Uh there's an ancient secret. Of course. A creature that awakened by underground construction turns a night of somber packing for Barry Greenwood and his co-workers into a desperate fight for survival. A tar monster movie? Tar monster Wow. This could almost be up there with a the Godzilla type thing, you know?
0: As I look at what our subject is for segment three this week, this might be your movie. Uh, maybe. It sounds very maybe. similar it, to, you know? to what we're doing in segment three, regrettably.
1: So I, I'm going to go out here on a limb and say our choices one and two, Save Yourselves and The Call. Sorry, a, a Call to Spy and Save Yourselves. Right. Might be the... Uh, Those are the top two. The top yeah. two. Also returning this
0: week, uh, classics like Hocus Pocus, uh, the reissue of the 93 classic, Beetlejuice yes. from
1: 1988. You've got to see that in the film,
0: in the, the theater. the 1991 live action classic, The Addams Family. So okay. some Halloween fun for the family at Megaplex this you week. You do the snaps. da da da
1: da. da 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 da. da 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 da. da 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 da. da 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 da. It's the Adams family. It's awesome. They play that at the jazz game. I know they do. This is so funny.
0: All right, before we uh, break, though, since there's some spy themes going yes, on today, we asked people for their favorite top three spy movies ever, and uh, on Twitter at Austin Horton at General Life. Here are some of the responses. Okay, we start with Hans Olsen. <laughs> he lists number one, two, and three all as the same movie, and it's called Top Secret. And I've never seen the movie Top Secret, but I watched the trailer. <sighs> yeah, and it's airplane, but with spies. It's
1: it's more airplane two it's and three. Awful.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, I can see why there's some belly laughs in it. There, no, there's but it's some not funny a great stuff. Great movie.
1: No, there's a. I saw it actually when it came out. I'm that old, and uh, I was expecting an airplane type of movie, and I got it just on a much lower. Segment three version. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, Papa Dave says Argo. Yeah, good choice. Bridge of Spies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Spies Like Us <laughs> and Enemy of the State. So he cheated and gave us four. So you got to look at it. There's so many different types of spy movies. There's the real James Bond spy movies. There's the top secret spy movies, the comedies, the Johnny Englishes. And then there's like the 007s. sevens. Right. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. it, it's 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 kind of interesting where the, how, what they've done with the spy stuff and the genre. So there's so many different ways to choose a favorite. Kind of hard.
0: Josh says number one Casino Royale, number two The Bourne Ultimatum, and number three Skyfall. So he's got two Bonds. Two in bonds there. Two Bonds in there, yeah. Butterball Jones, the the football news breaking machine on Twitter, says Porky's, Porky's two, and Porky's Revenge. Are those spy mm-hmm. movies? They're not. He's just a troll. Okay. Austin says spies like us, Bourne yeah. Ultimatum, and Casino Royale. Okay. Zack, in no particular order, Spy Game. It's a Mm. great, great movie. Mm -hmm. Thunderball and Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies is fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's very good.
0: Uh, Let's see. Trip Uh, and uh, someone else said, uh, who was it that said this? Oh, Chadwick. They both add Get Smart, the Steve Carell remake. Yeah. uh, With, uh, of course, The Rock, Dwayne Mm -hmm. Johnson and Mm -hmm. Anne Hathaway and Carl Arkin. They're all in. And it's a great movie. It's fun. And I see why they would put that on.
1: Now would you would you call Central Intelligence a spy movie?
0: Yes. And that is a fantastic movie. <laughs> Isn't it? It is phenomenal. Yeah. I loved Central Intelligence.
1: The the rock Dwayne Johnson has come a long way since his uh Doom movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Scorpion King even. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, even before that. Uh Ben goes with the for the sake of being different, Shooter. Shooter McGavin? No, just shooter with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Johnny English and get smart. Now, okay. now, and James says, get smart forever. In a 12 years of a movie, quote, rich relationship, my wife and I quote this one by far the most. Okay. Uh, I love Johnny English. Yes. And I love Johnny English Reborn. Yes. They're because so funny. that gave us Daniel Kaluuya's first. Uh, movie credit, so funny. <laughs> I love so everything
1: stupid. that "quote unquote" Mr. Bean does. Yeah, you know, I think he's, he's so <laughs> funny. Yes, saying, yeah. Chris with Tenet,
0: Zero Dark Thirty, and Argo. Cool. And then we'll add this one. Uh, and sorry for those that didn't, we didn't get to this week. But Ethan comes in with Guy Ritchie's The Man from Uncle. Yeah. is up
1: there. Yeah, and that is a watch and watch and watch again yes. movie. That's a fun movie. I saw that in the theater as well. Now, someone may have said it, but I'm surprised we didn't mention it. I want to talk about The Kingsman. Okay. Um especially because there's a new one coming out, the third one called Oh
0: yeah, it's the there's an answer right here the Kingsman. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the Kingsman, it's actually a prequel
0: to the Kingsmen. So we had The Kingsman, then we had The Kingsman Golden Circle or yes. whatever it was,
1: and now we've got The Kingsman. The Kingsman, and I'm from what I'm gathering from the trailers, this is going to be kind of how the whole Kingsman got started. I see. So it
0: doesn't follow Colin Firth's No, totally career. new. No. Okay. Totally new cast. Spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, and Tom Holland's not in it. Nope. And we know that Mark Strong won't be in it. Correct, because he's also spoiler alert. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm excited. I like those movies.
1: I like those movies too. But if I had to go with the ultimate spy movie, I would probably. Oh uh, man, there's so so many. I would probably do the Manchurian Candidate or oh. North by Northwest.
0: North by Northwest is there, and that 1959, was 1959. Yeah, had that in the uh, the Sunday night showdown between that and Rear Window. Yeah, uh, really spy movies. I go World War Two as my first genre of movie. Spy movie second. I love a good spy movie. So do I. Would you count The Sting? Is a spy movie? Well, it's kind of. They're spying. They're spying. They're not yeah. spies. I would also count Lucky Number Slevin mm. in there because mm-hmm. there's some
1: espionage going on in that. I'm really curious what the spy versus spy movie is going to be Now,
0: like. that will be fun. I'm excited Hopefully. for that.
1: Yeah. yeah. If they do it right. I hope they don't like CGI
0: it all up. and, and I hope it's Steve Carell, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jim Carrey versus Ryan Reynolds. Wouldn't that be great? They'd Ryan be great. Reynolds? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. They'd be great as uh You have uh, to get an R rating, right, for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, as we go to break, we'll get you ready. Uh, we've got Michael McLean coming up next mm-hmm. with some great news for your Christmas holiday season traditions. But also, breaking news this week for Megaplex if you bought the 2020 Megatub, Which is good for one year. They come out once a year, and you get them for the whole next calendar year. They've decided, as they should, and it's good by them to do so, they will honor the 2020 Megatub for all of 2021 as well. Wow, that's awesome. So if you bought the 2020 Megatub... I did. You've got it all through next year as well. That's cool. So uh, thanks to Megaplex
1: for doing that. What a deal that is, It's the right thing to do. No, it is the right thing, and not to mention, it's a deal. It's an absolute steal. Yes. It's incredible. It's awesome. I, I don't finish the popcorn that's in there well then you're not trying hard no i try hard (laughs) i really do and i can't finish it so
0: there you go good news from megaplex coming up next more good news from michael mclean here on the movie zone locked on to The Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone
1: and The Zone Sports Network.
2: I am a man forgotten. No one recalls my
0: name. Welcome back. Segment two this week here on The Movie Zone. No, you're not hearing a replay from last December. This is October 1st, 2020, that you're hearing the show. But you're hearing soundtrack of the week from The Forgotten Carols. Yeah. Because coming up here in just moments... I'm actually really kind of nervous to talk with our guest uh, this week, Johnny, the great Michael McClain. Yeah. Many people in our audience will know his name and know his work, especially with The Forgotten Carols. But he means so much to my life and to my wife's life and, and her family's life. I'm excited to have him on to talk about this new venture with The Forgotten Carols. So, uh, without further ado, our next guest here on the Movie Zone, I'm very excited about. My wife is beside herself excited about having uh, this guy on the show this week. Uh, So much so that I said, hey, why don't you join us for this segment? And she couldn't. She was too nervous. Oh, no way. she, She calls him her hero, Yeah. and I'll explain why in a moment. But everybody knows the name. Now you'll hear his speaking voice here on the phone on the Movie Zone, the great Michael McClain with us. Michael, thanks for giving us some time. How are you?
2: Oh, hey, I, this is fun for me. Thank you, thank you. And and I gotta tell you, hearing that somebody says my wife was so excited but afraid to talk to you makes me wonder what I need to do, <laughs> image-wise, because I don't think I'm I don't I shouldn't be that intimidating. So anyway, you let her know that we're besties now. Well,
0: when we were first newlyweds, we saw you at a Costco. Uh, and uh, I said, "Well, let, let's go talk to him." And she couldn't do it then either. So at some point in her life, we're gonna get her in front of you and let her just uh, tell you how great uh, you are and what. In fact, uh, she asked me to share with you, and we'll start here because we've got you on to talk about the forgotten carols, which is a family tradition. I think if you went to every other house in Utah and said, "What's your Christmas tradition?" they'd say the forgotten carols, uh, and, and that that's just. That's your preeminent work. You've done a lot, but that's what we've got you on to talk about. And that when she was six years old, uh, I think it was the first year of the Forgotten Carols. She actually had twin brothers, and one of them died from SIDS. And it was just a couple weeks before Christmas. And they happened to go to the Forgotten Carols. And the song together forever, we can be together forever at the end. It's really rallied her and just changed it, it filled a hole and a void in their lives at that, at that time and that, and every time since. And I've been told I need to share that with you. And I'm sure everywhere you go, Michael, you hear stories like that. What is it like to hear from a, someone every single day? You've changed my life with your music, with your performances. Well, you
2: it, well first of all thank you for sharing that that that's very meaningful and um, it is so humbling and helpful to, to hear that feedback because you may know or your wife may know that I've had a 40-year battle with uh, depression and um, and it's been really hard for me to even process that I'm okay that I'm of value and I, <laughs> I took my meds today so this, <laughs> this interview should go fine but um, but it's just been it's been a hard thing so when I would When people have said these wonderfully kind things about how they've been touched, I've had a hard time. I'm getting better at it now. Enough therapy and enough pills, and I think I can (laughs) handle it. But um, what I hear is, who is that person? Oh, I know that guy. Um, Michael McLean. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so thrilled. But what I've decided to do is just shut up and be grateful. Um, I mean, you know, thank you so much. Uh, it's a little difficult for me to believe it, and it's not, you know, false modesty or anything. It's just, oh, it's it's hard for me to think. But I'm getting better at it. And, uh, and why I'm excited is that what you just experienced or shared with me, that experience, it makes me realize why it was so important that we not discontinue the tradition in fact that we expand the tradition from the number of places i could go when i you know i've been touring this for 29 years and every year we'd go to you know 20 or 30 cities and yeah. um and do the show and it's a it's become a tradition for so many people and with the pandemic and because i am so i lost a couple of very dear friends to covid and i am the the poster child for a guy Who's vulnerable? I can't. I, I got to wear the mask. I can't go anywhere. Like I'm 68, and I'm a diabetic with chronic oh, kidney disease. I just can't do it. Wow. But but I know how important it is. And so when I thought we we were going to have to pull the plug on doing the tour this year, especially this year, I didn't want to do it because last Christmas we completely rewrote it. Re imagined it with my son, Scott, and the response was so overwhelming. I thought, how do we get to more people? And then through this miracle, um, we were able to film it uh, this year with some help of the Utah Film Commission and, uh, and some community uh, outreach programs. We were able to film it so that it could be preserved with 15 different camera angles. And Fabulous cast and brilliant performances. We shut it down in Cedar City. And because Hamilton, uh, the play, was filmed and then released on Disney Plus a number of months ago, the idea of filming beautifully a stage play was not quite so strange. Mm. And then because the movie theaters um, didn't have a lot of content because of the COVID thing, for the first time ever, the idea of being able to be in the Megaplex or wherever uh, in your town suddenly became possible. So, uh, Mike McClane if I was intimidated at just thinking about a performance, seeing myself on a 15-foot screen may be something I'll need extra meds for. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So So you you mentioned that you've been doing this for 29 years. Is that correct? Yes. So in those 29 years, have you found that the – The whole production has changed a lot or is it kind of the same and if it has changed it's kind of a two-part question but if it has changed what is something major that has changed in it
2: oh oh okay uh I, i don't want to take too much time but in the beginning 29 years ago 1991 um i played all the parts it was like a an author's reading. I just written this book and I wanted to let people know that I wanted this to be a fun tradition. I had I had produced this movie with Jimmy Stewart called Mr. Kruger's Christmas and I loved the holidays and I wanted to tell this story. So in ninety one I went on the road and did by myself, I played all the parts mm-hmm. of the story. And and I was afraid no one would come see me, so I got local choirs, community choirs or high school choirs, because I thought well they 've got relatives, <laughs> and their relatives <laughs> will want to come see them, so I mean the Smart. heavens opened. and so we were able to you know pay for the hall we were renting and and, and I thought that was it the first year, and one and done and Then it became a tradition, and for uh, uh, you know five or six or eight years. People kept coming to see a guy who couldn't act and couldn't sing, but the, but was really passionate about this story. Then it changed when Katie Thompson became the Connie Lou character, and we added a couple of special guests to join the choirs and do the live singing stuff. Mm-hmm. Then in 2006, my son Scott wrote it so that it Instead of my being narrator and put on different costumes and play eight characters, I just played the uh, Uncle John character. And then we did that for a number of years until last Christmas. And then there was a radical, complete reimagining of the show. I mean, it was the same characters and the same... Basically, all the same songs and the flow, but instead of the story taking place in 1972 with a girl whose dad died in World War II, mm-hmm. it became a 2019 story. And and here's the thing: when you do a tradition, when you mess with people's traditions, wow, yeah, you know, basically you're you're risking the franchise. What if I kill the very thing? that you know 40 or 50,000 people every year come to see right. and um and, and and what do I do yeah. well I knew I just had this feeling deeply we need to do this we need to do this version and here's what's so interesting my son Scott and I and he's way smarter than I am and uh and his uh, you know he, his brother Sang in the show but Scott said I think I can make the the script better and and he did and then he said um let's get a a script version because we were close to pulling the trigger on, I've had a 30 year dream of making it a movie with like big stars, you know, let's get Emily Blunt and Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) There you go. You know, this wouldn't that be great. And we would go to, you know, big studios and pitch the, and we caught really close to pulling the trigger on that with this screenplay that uh, Scott had worked so hard. And then that didn't work out. And we looked at each other a year ago right now, but last year at this time, and said, well, what if we tried to do a version on stage that kind of mirrors all these changes that we've made in this screenplay? And uh, there's some things, obviously, you just can't do on stage. And so we figured it out, and um, I just... It was scary we It was going to be expensive we didn 't know if we'd you know break the bank and just not be able to pull it off and i 'd live on home equity loans for the rest <laughs> of my life and, and 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 people who'd been coming for years said, "Where has this been because the 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 driving force of it was if the changes that we 're making don 't feel like wasn 't that always here?" Wasn't, wasn't this always like that? If it didn't feel that real and that perfect, we wouldn't change it. So it, when you, this is the way-long version of has it changed? Yes, it's changed every year a little bit, and some years a lot. This last Christmas, even more dramatically, and then we took the essence of that when we got this opportunity and said, ooh, let's let's make that version the perfect version, and then... We filmed it, and, oh, you guys, I, I get real, real verklempt about this because something magical is happening that could not have happened were it not for the conditions of the pandemic. And my absolute connection to people like your wife who said, this is an important thing to us. It's, it's not about you, McLean. It's not about your performance. It's not about whether or not you're great or not. It's, there's this thing beyond you figure out a way to do it, and I just feel so lucky and And blessed yeah. that, that this was an opportunity
0: Yeah man you, you tease yourself all the time I hear you do it all the time About how you can't sing or act Which is not true uh, yeah. But you, it, it, you just said it Even if you are the worst singer And actor in the world The show still speaks For you And acts for you And sings for you And I could perform it And it would touch somebody Because it's Thank such you. a beautiful piece And my question then is You filmed it It's going to be uh, Somewhere we can see it When Where How when can we see this? Where can we see it? How can we see it?
2: Well, I think that the, the, they're signing on the dotted line in terms of which of the selected theaters uh, in the United States they will be. Um, November 20th. Um, and which theaters, if you go to ForgottenCarols.com, ForgottenCarols.com, they will let you know when, where, and how. One of the things that's really cool about this obviously is that we can now go to cities that are too far away for our you know it's, it's becomes it's become like a broadway musical in terms of you take a big truck and, mm. and a cast and then there's people locally that you have to cast and sets and design that fills my whole barn it's a big to do and so you can only you know if you do if you do a day in seattle And it's five hours to Spokane. That's as far away as you can go for the next night. And then after Spokane, you have to go to the trice—I mean, there's only so many miles you can travel to get it done because there's such a limited number of days that you can put the show on. But the great thing about putting it in movie theaters is, A— Every seat's perfect because you're 15 feet tall. And, you know, if you see the show at the UVU Center, last year we had almost 5,000 people there. Mm-hmm. You're a speck. But if you go to a movie theater that has, a, you know, 150 people socially distanced, um, every, every, every seat is great. And so um, we can run four or five shows a day and get to places and more people. And it's less money. Uh, You know, theater's just expensive, as you know. And um, for people who have families that want to bring everybody, or neighbors that they've told about it, but it didn't, or they're fearful. Oh my gosh, we'll never. It's sold out. And how are we going to get there? Let's wait till next year. This is the (laughs) I should call it the no excuse tour. If you want to, (laughs) if you want to see this show, there will be a way. And um, and we're hopeful that um it's successful enough and people want to see it enough and and love this experience enough that it'll stay in theaters long enough for everybody to come and then places that can request it like um St. Louis or uh Kansas City or we haven't been to Atlanta in a long time we can get it in theaters in those areas mm-hmm. and hopefully uh you know Get more people to write in about their experience like your wife
1: so I was going to ask um, just to clarify for all the listeners out there it 's only going to be in theaters we 're not going to be doing any live performances
2: no no, no. well here 's the thing we may do some um, because i've been that 's how I connect with people. We may be doing some uh, and i don 't know what the not technical enough, but like Facebook live kind of things. After the sh- people have seen the show, okay. because one of the things that was, you know that part about together forever, that's in the kind of the post-show right. encore segment, and um, and that's real. And um, so I think you can't go to a theater to see the forgotten carols performed uh, like it has been done in the past, but you can go and see this filming of it. You know, if you saw, if you did see Hamilton and then you saw Disney Plus, you'd say, "Oh, they did a beautiful job with several cameras filming that play." Well, that's what it is. So you get basically you get to go see it filmed live in front of an audience, but the best it's ever been.
0: Yeah, I I just I thought I I, I can't believe it hasn't been done yet on this uh, show michael this is i know it's not an easy thing to do but I, it just makes sense that of course there should be a movie version of the forgotten carols
2: well and and for, i think part of the problem that we touched on is my thinking well this is such a wonderful story let's and and i want it to be seen all over the, the world by those who might need it let's get you know, let's get Tom Hanks to be John the Beloved, and and <laughs> then let's make it really, really cool, and and have, uh, <laughs> have Carrie Underwood be Connie Lou and singer, sure. you know, voice. Sure. But but here's the thing that's great for me. My family's heavily involved in mm. this. My son wrote this amazing uh, treatment of it. The people who've been touring with me for years, you know, over a decade, are a part of it. We added a couple of new things. I've even this version has a new song and and a, a tune that we occasionally did. No, not occasionally. We used in the encore, Arise and Shine Forth, and we figured out a way to incorporate it in the story in the beginning. And so many things have evolved that part of me thinks the reason it happened now was because this was the version. It's like I've been workshopping this for 29 years. <laughs> and, and every year I'd say, oh, that works really good. Let's do that again. I had a musical off-Broadway back in 2005, and they'd go through that period before it officially opens called The Previews. And, um, and you'd make changes along the way and everything else. And uh, I thought, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing previews for 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's always
1: good to be able to perfect it. If it, that, That's why my initial question is, how has it changed? If something hasn't changed as years move go on, you know, then you've got the perfect product. But as time goes on, you know, the, the whole world changes, and it's better to sometimes just adapt with how the world changes. And I think that's great that you keep up with it, add some new songs here and there. That's really great.
2: And the me- and and I I'm anxious to hear back. Well, I I care about what you think, but I really care what your wife thinks. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh and the message focus. I get kind of emotional about this, but the message focus this year is for this time, because the whole idea of seeing Christmas through the eyes of. Of people that are just like us. I mean, you and I are the innkeeper who turned away Joseph and Mary. I mean, we're not bad people. We're just too busy. We miss great things in life because we don't let him in. And in this reimagining of this show, the final two minutes of this film – are the most, uh, and I've had some pretty special moments, both not only with Forgotten Tarot, but I produced Mr. Kruger's Christmas with Jimmy Stewart, and I've made all these really touching uh, musicals and 40 albums worth of things with some really touching moments. Right. The last two or three minutes of this, the way it ends, is uh, I just think, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for 29 years, and I need personally to hear this message. Don't be so scared. Mm. It's a scary world, <laughs> and things are going on that you think, no, this can't be real. But the idea of fear not, I bring you tidings of great joy, put in a vernacular of just don't be so scared. It, it, it speaks to me, I feel like, and I don't want it to sound pretentious, guys, but I think I think there are people that, that, that need to be reassured that that's the truth. And um, so— that's, that's my story,
0: and I'm sticking with <laughs> it. That's what makes it so important, and thank you for doing it. Thank you for you, you and your family for sacrificing yeah. so much year in and year out for 29 years and hopefully forever uh, to bring us uh, th- those tidings of great joy every year, and we're so excited to see this film version, Michael, and thanks yeah. for the time.
2: Hey, and thank you guys for giving us a chance to uh, let more people know about it and uh, keep up the good work.
0: We'll have you back. We'll tell you what uh, my wife thought, and we'll uh, get some Jimmy Stewart stories from you. Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: man. Uh, I would love that.
0: We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Michael. There you go. The great Michael McClain, mm. Uh Great, fascinating interview. You can tell yeah. he's such a humble man. And if you, by the way, uh, beyond that interview you just heard that we did with him, he's very he's an open book About his struggles because he knows that his struggles match a lot of our uh, struggles and we can help each other through. So Google some of the things he talked about. If you need help, it's been helpful to me. I've struggled with depression all my life as well. Sure. Uh, And uh, sometimes I'm proud to say that and sometimes I'm afraid to say that I do. And it's just a matter of that's how my makeup is. That's my chemistry. Michael seems to have that same trial, and we have to help each other get through. The Forgotten Carols does that, but also I just would encourage everyone: if you're if you need help, if you're feeling down and dark, Google yep. other interviews that Michael yep. has done and given, and uh, read his story, and
1: you'll be inspired. One of the things I really loved about that interview is, and you. I'm sure you could sense it, but the passion he has for this forgotten carols to be doing it for 29 years, to do anything for 29 years, your passion has to be there. Yeah, and you can tell
0: he 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 loves doing it. And like I said, my wife uh, saw the the very first in, rendition when she was six years old. Wow, uh, that was 29 years ago. Wow, uh, and uh, it it, meant, it it saved my wife's. Uh, sanity, her family' sanity in the deepest, darkest moments that they've been through—to lose a son and a brother at just six months old—and mm-hmm. I'm sure when Michael wrote the Forgotten Carols, he didn't think, you know, this is—I'm doing it for this, or I'm doing—and I, everywhere he goes, I'm sure he hears story after story of people coming up to him saying, "You saved my life," I'm sure of it, "You changed my life," and kudos to him yeah. for not letting that get to him, just being grateful that he's been able to work in that way in people's lives.
1: Well, if you want to find out more about the Forgotten Carols, you can simply go to ForgottenCarols.com. If you're not familiar with it, on the website there's videos of some of the performances. You can find out about information. You can even contact and reach out. Maybe you have something you want to share with Michael or someone in the cast. You can reach out there. There's a store available, and of course, they will be putting up the days that uh, the dates. Sorry, that the the film will be airing there. And I'm sure
0: we'll have breaking news from Megaplex any day now. Of course, I'm sure it'll be in Megaplex Theater. I, I would so. be surprised if it wasn't. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll go from the serious to the ridiculous. <laughs> Our thanks to Michael McLean. But up next, a moment of brevity as Johnny is in charge of this week's
1: From the Archives. And it's getting a little windy. It's getting very windy, but I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your Disney mind. Sharks are SOBs? That's true. Okay. <laughs> but it will blow your Disney mind. We'll come back next with, like I said, The
0: Ridiculous here on the <laughs> Movie Zone.
1: All right, listen up. Let's go kill some sharks. Yeah. Sharknado.
0: Sharknado. You're locked on to the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Sharknado! Sharknado! Yeah, it's the Movie Zone. Uh, I promised you before the break we were going to get ridiculous, and as you can tell by our rejoin, (laughs) it's getting even more ridiculous than I thought.
1: Johnny, what is this? So, this is the theme song from Sharknado. Ridiculous. I know! (laughs) I know! But check it out. So, (laughs) <laughs> On the throwback series, we 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 kind of came up with an idea that it needs to be at least ten years old. Is right? Sharknado ten years old? No we so uh, you we're blew kind of, it. We're kind of breaking our own rule here. but Also,
0: when we thought of this segment, I thought it would be, you know, film buffs and movie things, and <laughs> here we are talking about
1: just above a road show production. Well, look, there's a, th- this actually started in 2013, and there's a uh-huh. big reason that I kind of broke the rule for this, <laughs> and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but t- today we're not only talking about Sharknado 1, we're talking about all the way up to Sharknado 6. We're just going to kind of combine them all as one. Because okay, why not? Great. It's let's be honest. I cannot believe there are six of them. Yes, I know. Can't believe there's one of them. Well, this uh, Sharknado series uh, definitely had a lot of success in the TV slash Netflix uh, venues. That's kind of where it really got its love. Uh, it was directed by Anthony C. Fairnet, I guess. I can never pronounce these 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 names. Other films of hymns that you may not have heard of are called Zombie Tidal Wave. Never heard of it. Boo. Never heard of it. Forgotten Evil. Nope. And it was written by Thunder Levine. Of course. Who also wrote such amazing hits as Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood in 2008, <laughs> Apocalypse Earth 2013. Geo Disaster in 17, and Zombie Tidal Wave in 2019. Unbelievable. Now, this film is starring Tara Reid, who you may remember from the American Pie series. Okay. I think that's where most people found out about her. Scrubs. Yes. Yeah. Ian. See, now, here, here's the funny thing. Is it Ian? Is it Ian? Or can we go the my big fat greet wedding, Eon? Eon Zyring. Z, right. <laughs> and, of course, John Hurd, Cassandra, Serbo, and uh, a lot of other people that just make funny cameos throughout all the series. The late John Hurd. Yes. Who, this is a mar on his otherwise terrific career. Here's what's going to blow your mind. All right. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 78% that's, with the critics. That's so stupid. And the audience gives it 33 Yeah. The, don't ever,
0: ever, ever. The number one rule ever. Never, <laughs> never trust the critics Scores on Rotten Tomatoes ever.
1: Okay, are you ready to have your mind blown? I teased it in the last, at uh, the end of the last segment. Okay. Okay. My Disney mind. Your Disney mind. Okay. I'm going to get to it. <laughs> so, depending on where you you look up your information, the original Sharknado film either had a one million budget or a two million budget. <laughs> either yeah. one is still extremely small. Yeah. So let's go with the the bigger one, two million, right? Sharknado 2 had 1.5 million budget, 3, 2.4. Sharknado 5, 4, and 6 all had a budget of 3 million, totaling, grand total, 13.9 million. Wow. Okay. To make this warmed over, you know what? That's small for just one movie.
0: That's six (laughs) movies, okay? These aren't movies, man. Stop calling it that. Okay, you ready? These are
1: high school projects. All silks, all six films, total gross. (laughs) 4.503 4.503 <laughs> billion. No. Yes, no. billion. No. Yes. We have failed. Now, the aliens need to take this planet from us. Now, this is why I mentioned your Disney Mind. Sharknado, the once joke of a film, it is made 4.503 billion in total gross franchise, beating Disney's Pixar at 4.50 2 billion. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It did better than Pixar movies. That is
0: unbelievable.
1: This is why we need to talk about this movie. Now, yes, is it funny? Is it so bad that you just can't stop watching it? You know what I mean? Like That the, is why people go to see that's it. Yeah. Ex- well, they don't even go to see it. It had it they was download in the it, They whatever. It was in the theaters one day. Yeah. And I don't even think it made anything on that day. That is why Governor Herbert agreed to be
0: in Shark- Sharknado, the Fourth Awakens, <laughs> yes. and and hit sharks out of the Capitol window
1: with a <laughs> tennis racket, <laughs> yes, so because true. it's a popular, terrible thing. So talking about the Sharknados, obviously, uh, I'm going to go over the titles here. Sharknado, Sharknado 2 is called the second one, Ugh. right? Like it's the Anyway, just keep uh, going. Sharknado 3 is called, oh, hell no. Mm uh-huh. hmm. Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens, which is a spoof on Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. 5 is called Global Swarming, and 6, The Last Sharknado, it's about time. Spoof on Back to the Futures. Okay. Yes, they they <laughs> take everything you can possibly imagine and throw cameos in. In one of the films, you see the actor who played in the movie's airplane. Yeah. Right? He's the pilot of an airplane. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and they're talking about, well, do you want the chicken or the fish? Yeah. That yeah. whole thing. But this really spawned a whole genre of silly, stupid movies about sharks, giant octopuses, zombies, and whatever else you can think of that's just absolutely serious. And it's amazing how much money these films are making it really is
0: it's it's like what uh, gordon monson says all the time we can talk five days a week for all five hours of the big show about sports 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 sports, yeah. sports but what people remember forever is his Ridiculous Not Sports Reports.
1: It's true. And that's this is that example. Everyone loves a train wreck. <laughs> Unless you're on the train. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we be done? No, almost. Please. Almost. So I just got a few facts. You're ruining the show. The whole first movie, <laughs> Sharknado 1, was filmed in 18 days. That should be no surprise. <laughs> okay. Now, Ion, Eon, <laughs> was unsure about doing the movie until he talked to his wife, who insisted that he do the movie Because they had another child on the way and he needed the work. And by him doing the movie, he made enough money from the Screen Actors Guild to keep his insurance. Wow.
0: (laughs) That's the whole reason he did it. All right. Uh, (laughs) We had a really, really good, rewarding second segment this week with Michael McClain, if you missed it. The Forgotten Carols coming to the big screen near you uh, at Megaplex this holiday season starting around Thanksgiving. Stay tuned for the announcements on that. So our thanks to Michael Our apologies. He deserved better from from the archives, but Johnny can answer for that. (laughs) Hey, this is a good movie. It's not. Okay. Maybe it's not. We will, if nothing else, next week we will
1: do better. You think so? Probably not. We're going to do Lava Tarantula next week.
0: I'm probably the only person, but there's probably people out there going, you're get off your lawn, guy, right now. I'm like, yeah, I am.
1: Yeah. No, it, Love no, a tarantula. It, like I said, it's not it's not award winning movie. It's absolutely <laughs> just fun, and the fact that they made six movies off of one or two million dollars original and budget you don't is unbelievable. Feel like you wasted? Oh, I totally feel your like one I wasted it around this globe. I totally feel like it. However, <laughs> okay. my son wanted to watch them all, so I'm like, all right, let's do it. It's family friendly. Well, we'll have more next week. But less of Sharknado. (laughs) Well, that's why I did all six. We don't ever have to do it again.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm embarrassed to know him. I'm Austin Horton. (laughs) Talk to you next week here on The Movie Zone.